Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hello and welcome. This is Julianne Black and you're listening to the I Am Woman Project, the place where collaboration meets inspiration and possibility. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Rebecca Coombs. Rebecca has the most beautiful energy and I'm thrilled to have her here to share her story. This will be a fascinating conversation as we deep dive into Rebecca. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, Ace. I've been I've been so excited ever ever since we booked our our our, um, our interview time. I'm like, yay! Yeah. So let me share a little bit more about Rebecca. Rebecca Coons is an entrepreneur, author, coach, and presenter. She is the founder of the Healthy Gut Program and is the author of the world's first dedicated cookbook series for people suffering from small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, also known as SIBO. As Rebecca hit her 30s, she felt unwell, in pain and bloated. She was a successful marketer, working in busy corporate roles, had high levels of stress, drank too much, slept too little, and was left wondering if this was all there was to life. After fruitless tests and visits to the doctor, she turned to a naturopath in desperation to understand what was going on with her health. In 2005, she finally received the diagnosis of SIBO. After a lifetime of chronic illness, she finally had a diagnosis of what was wrong and why she'd suffered from digestive problems for so many years. In addition to SIBO, she also suffered from endometriosis and hemochromatosis. As she received treatment for her SIBO, Rebecca recognized there was much more to healing her body than just treating the condition itself. Not only did she need to heal her gut, but she realized she needed to change her mindset after a lifetime of chronic illness, improve how she moved and exercised her body, and review the nutrition she consumed. She also had to address her lifestyle and look at how she could incorporate this new way of living into her life. Today, Rebecca is a passionate is passionate about helping other women live their best life by giving them the tools to empower them to take control of their health and happiness. She coaches women how to reconnect with their bodies through the Healthy Gut program, regularly holds workshops and shopping tours, teaching busy women how to buy the best produce available that's in season, and hosts the world's first SIBO cooking show. Wow, 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 what a, what, a, what, a, what a resume that is. 
yeah. <laughs> I've been a bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so real. I think that one of the standout points for me there um, is that you needed to change your mindset from being someone who was chronically ill for such a long time to being someone that could actually be healthy. Exactly. I identified as a sick person yeah. because I'd always been a sick person. I, I'd been sick since day one. I was born two months premature. So I've really only known sickness mm. and, and, and getting a diagnosis of SIBO was, yes, I've got a diagnosis. I am sick. And I really oh. had to change that around, okay, I have a condition. I have, I have several conditions. Um, but that doesn't define who I am. And so it's time to start acknowledging and, and being aware of the things I'm capable of doing, not the things that are holding me back. Mm, so powerful. What a, and that's, a, that's such an incredible shift as well. It was. And when I, so being diagnosed with SIBO literally was life-changing because finally I had an answer as to why I'd suffered from irritable bowel syndrome my whole life. And doctors had said to me, you've got IBS, there's nothing you can do about it, modify your diet, oh, you're quite stressed, oh, you're a stressed out woman, perhaps a lot of this is psychological rather than physical symptoms. Um, and I, I was sitting down to eat one day and I had this incredibly nutritious meal in front of me. I was really angry at the world that I couldn't go and eat burgers and fries because I had to be on a reasonably restricted diet while I treated SIBO. And I, I literally kind of slapped myself around and, and thought, what are you doing, Rebecca? This is crazy. You've got incredible nutrition. That's the best thing you can put in your body right now. Instead of being angry about it and being angry about being sick, why don't you start being positive and thankful for your nutrition and the fact that you are alive, you are in pretty good health, all things consider considered, you're not dead, and you don't have cancer and, you know, start being grateful. So mm. I had to really start um, teaching myself the art of being thankful, which was pretty hard, I've got to be honest. But the moment that shift happened, my symptoms decreased much quicker than they had been in just looking at just the mm. treatment of just taking, of you know, pills and potions to, to address the excess bacteria I had mm. in my system. Um, and... And I've really worked at that since um, since overcoming SIBO, and I incorporate that into my daily life around just stop and think about what you can do, not what I can't do. Mm. Yeah, massive, yeah. massive, it's huge. Yeah, it's really, really huge. And and because I deal with a, I work with a lot of, I work with women in in um, particular. It's not to say I don't work with men, but I have a lot of women coming to me. And, and and what I hear from them all the time when we start working together is, I'm sick. I can't do this. I've, I'm missing out on life. My my, you know, I'm bloated. I'm I feel depressed. My friends don't understand. My partner doesn't understand how sick I feel. Life's not fair. Why is it happening to me? Mm -hmm. So it's lots of kind of really uh, negative self uh, reflection and self talk about all these things that I can't do and it's not fair. And rather than you know what. I got up today and I was able to get out of bed. That's an amazing achievement. Awesome. Great. I'm so proud because there are people that can't. So let's think about what we can do and be grateful for that. Yeah, and I love how uh, 
how that can help turn so many people around and you've got such a personal story that it uh, it really drives it home uh, on, a, on a level that this is no bullshit, this is like, this is real. You can go through life this way or you can take this train um, or this wave or this song or whatever, however, whatever metaphor you want yeah. um, and you can be singing a very different tune which will have you not only feel much better and happier within yourself but the people around you will also want to be around you because you're that happy, vibrant, vivacious self um, exactly. that they fell in love with in the first place. Exactly. And and all too often when we are chronically ill, as I was, um, and as many people are, we we become pretty miserable to be mm. around. And when all we talk about is how sick we feel, which is so easy to do when that's all you feel, feel yeah. um, we forget the impact that that has on others around us, on our friends, family and loved ones and partners. And um, and we can be a bit of a burden. <laughs> yeah, well, it ends up being that misery breeds misery. Um, so true. whoever's whoever's got the strongest point of misery um, that you will tend to bring and collate everyone down that down that rabbit hole. <laughs> exactly. And something else that happens, which is really interesting, which I've I've learned through my journey of my own health and, and healing, is that when we are in this negative state, we're not allowing our parasympathetic nervous system to kick in. And so what, what is happening in a, at a nervous system level, at a biological level, is that our system is ready for fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So if we're suffering from digestive problems, as I was my whole life, because I felt annoyed at what I couldn't eat, I would go into a meal feeling annoyed. Therefore, mm. my brain was saying things aren't good. It didn't know that I was annoyed that I couldn't eat burgers and fries. It was just saying get ready because something bad might happen. And, and so when we're in that fight or flight state, um, our body doesn't, it actually diverts its energy and attention away from the digestive system. And it's putting um, blood and focus onto the muscles, preparing them ready to fight that woolly mammoth, uh, which is why we have a fight or flight mechanism, mm -hmm. which is you know, from where we evolved. Um, but what happens to our food then is that it doesn't get digested properly and the body might decide to store it as fat to come back to it later. Or it might pass it through really quickly because it's thinking, uh, we're probably not going to need food. <laughs> we're probably going to need to run. Um, so it's a compounding issue. And so the more annoyed you are, the more likely it is you're going to get into fight or flight, the more likely it is you're going to disrupt your digestion, the more likely it is you're going to feel sick, and the cycle continues. Yeah. So another thing that I had to do was, you know, I had been working in these really pressured busy corporate marketing roles for nearly 20 years by the time I got this diagnosis, I didn't know what a lunch break was. I ate at my mm -hmm. desk. I ate with, you know, my computer going. Often I'd be on a phone call. I might be checking my iPad for something else. I was like, go, 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 go. Or I'd be walking somewhere eating on the go or driving my car and eating on the go. I never just stopped to take pause and really focus on what the task at hand was. So another thing that I had to do, which was pretty hard because I realized I was a bit addicted to technology, was when I sat down to eat, I had to switch everything off. Mm -hmm. I put my phone on silent. I didn't look at my computer. I actually got up and moved away from my computer and ate somewhere completely different. 
and I would just focus on food. I'd focus on breathing. I'd focus on eating. And if I was feeling a bit anxious because, you know, or stressed, I'd been, you know, you know, with these really, really busy roles that I've had, quite often you, you, you're so wound up because of the list of 100 things you've got to get done that day that you never pause to just be calm. Um, I would stop and breathe first before I ate so that I could just calm my system down. And what I didn't realise at the time but I know now is that I was allowing my body to switch into the parasympathetic nervous system, which was calming everything down, which was preparing me to accept food, was preparing my digestion to do its job um, and, you know, accept the food and the nutrients that were coming through. And that along with starting to, uh, you know, be more mindful and stop being so negative just had enormous benefit on my healing. And is And I really credit a lot of that to... Uh, why I was able to get well so quickly when others with this condition often struggle for years. Mm. Yeah, you can really see that. And especially if you're, if you're needing to now eat nutritious food and you've changed that way of approaching the meal that you're about to receive, um, your body is going to be really thankful for it. It's like going to be like I can see all these cells jumping for joy going, yummy, 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 yummy. Yeah. <laughs> We've got this divine, nutritious, flavorful um, food that's good for us and healthy for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just it, it, it just goes in um, much and it affects our confidence levels as well. Um, I know I do a little routine with people where we, I take them through three different emotional states um, from depression to uncertainty and happy and confident. And one of the questions that I ask um, when I take people through that process is what do you feel like eating when you're depressed? What do you feel like eating when you're um, when you're uncertain and what do you feel like eating when you're um, feeling happy and confident and we generally 100% of the time everyone wants to go for really healthy vibrant colorful meals um, that um, salads and veg and, and protein and just really good solid rounded meals uh, so it's like what if when we're stressed we actually just continue to eat healthily that will serve us um, much better in the future as well, as well yeah. as in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So I think we know the answer to this, but what drives you? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I am absolutely driven every day. The reason why I spring out of bed every day is because I passionately and fundamentally believe that we don't have to feel sick, that we all have the power within ourselves to regain our health and happiness because I, I've done it and, and I never thought that that was possible. I thought I would always be sick. I thought I was on my way to cancer, to be honest. I thought I'd have cancer by the time I hit my, my mid-40s. Um, and I fundamentally now know and believe that we don't have to be that way. So my, my mission in life is to share information and education with as many people as possible so that they feel that they've got the tools and that they feel empowered to do something about their health. Because sadly, unfortunately, our GPs aren't the fountain of all knowledge and I spent years going to GPs to not get the right answers for me. Um, and it was really only when I took my health 
and my happiness into my own hands and started to take ownership of it that I started to find answers for me. So I really want to share that with as many people in this world as possible because sadly every day I get contacted by by people who are in a terrible way. They're just they're so sick and they're so miserable and I don't believe anyone needs to live like that. Mm. So that's what drives me. Yeah, <laughs> love it, love yeah. it. And you can hear it in <laughs> in yeah. everything that you're sharing as well. Yeah. Um, so what would you do differently? What um, best piece of advice? Um, so I wouldn't have sweated the small stuff in the past, which I did. I used to just drill down into the worries of, um, oh, my gosh, what will happen if I do this or I don't do that? Um, and and I've also realised that I'm so much more resilient and uh, tough than I ever thought that I was. And a saying that um, that uh, one of my mentors said to me once was, how broad are your shoulders? And when you think you're carrying the, the biggest load, ask how much more you can carry. And I just, mm. that resonated so well with me because I thought, yeah, I've got broad shoulders and I can take more. I can do more and I can take more. Um, and... That has been you know, great advice and I wish I'd thought of that or known that when I was younger. Mm. Yes, that's really powerful. I, yeah. I, I think a lot of people will resonate with that. Um, yeah. and, it's, and I think the important distinguish, distinction there is it's not that we have to take on more, it's that we can. And yeah. just because we have that alignment within ourselves that we can handle anything, I think that lightens the burden pretty much immediately. Yeah, definitely. The other thing that I wish I had listened more to was my intuition. Mm -hmm. I knew, I've known for a long time that I, my body wasn't working well, but I, I went to those who I thought knew best and I didn't get the right answers at the time and I, and I shut down my intuition. My intuition mm -hmm. was screaming, things aren't right, keep looking for answers. But my GPs, and I saw multiple, said, you're fine. Your blood tests say you're fine. So therefore you are fine. But I wasn't fine. Um, so, I, you know, I, I trust my intuition. It's there for a reason. My body is giving me messages loud and clear. And uh, my, you know, my lesson to my younger self is I wish I'd listened to that more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, that I think that probably answers um, the next question about your greatest lesson. Mm. And I've, I've learned a lot of lessons, <clears throat> but the one that, I, that really sticks with me is that I, it's okay to fail. And when I was younger, I was, you know, I wanted to lose weight. I didn't want to have IBS, but there was something that stopped me. I was a bit scared of starting in case I failed, so I didn't start. Mm -hmm. um, or I'd half-heartedly start something, but I was kind of setting myself up to fail so I'd go gluten-free, but then I'd eat something with gluten and it'd suffer symptoms and go, see, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it was this whole mindset around failure and worth and all the rest. Um, now I, I've changed that and I now accept and acknowledge that failure is actually a really great lesson in life, providing you don't keep repeating the same mistakes. So I'm, I've let myself fail. Um, what's been really interesting is since acknowledging that failure is okay and giving myself the option to fail, I haven't failed. But if I do fail, mm. 
I'm not going to be upset about it because I'll see it, it that it was a lesson I needed to learn rather than that I have been a failure in life. Yeah. We have a beautiful saying, there's no failure, there's only feedback. Exactly. So if we have a look at that, um, that, that specific statement, it's literally about what are we receiving as evidence to prove ourselves right or prove ourselves wrong? Mm-hmm. Does it help us feel light and, 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 um, and, and buoyant or does it make us feel heavy and dark? And so in that, mm-hmm. let's say, Okay, well, it makes it makes making decisions a, a little bit easier and less confronting because it's like if, if using that, as you said, your intuition um, as well as that powerful um, lesson that it it actually is okay because that's that's when the most um, uh, profound uh, kind of growth spurts happen um, yep. is in amongst those lessons, not necessarily in the happy days. Yeah, um, it's the profound insights that we have to our own coming home uh, happens in the darkest moments. So I love that, and especially um, matching that with listening to your intuition, knowing that there's got to be another answer, and it's. You know, I, I see it so many times with um, with my own clients as well as people out in the world that we want to believe in other people and we want to believe that their word is correct and that there is a certain amount of certainty when we seek advice from someone else. Mm. But it, it, it's nowhere near as important as using that advice and then kind of trying it on for size and seeing whether it matches your own values and your own intuition because your intuition and your subconscious mind will always be there to have you live your best life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and something about, you know, that ties in with the intuition is that our bodies, are, you know, they tell us things and mm. we have... We have learnt to quieten those messages through drugs and, you know, pharmaceutical medications and alcohol and distractions, TV. TV, um, Busy at work. You know, that's a classic for I think a lot of our listeners as well. Being busy at work mm -hmm. is a way that we can be silencing. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when, you know, one of the things that I've had to address is I, I, I sadly uh, experienced some pretty significant emotional trauma as a young person and I'm only now really dealing with it because mm. I didn't want to deal with it. It was hard to deal with it. Mm. It was hard to deal with the fallout of, you know, dealing with this trauma. Um, and so in the past I would quieten that through all sorts of means. It was, you know, getting wasted and drinking and being so busy at work that I would crawl home and collapse into my bed. Now there is, I, I see there is, you know, as hard as it is, it's really important to, to go back and own what happened to me mm-hmm. and own being a survivor and a proud survivor of what's happened to me rather than running away from it. And mm-hmm. and I, I am seeing enormous growth in myself psychologically because I'm finally standing up and, and dealing with it and I'm not distracting myself away from, you know, what happened. 
Mm-hmm. And that's really important. I work, I, I, like, I love working with people around, you know, pausing and owning things and sometimes it can be quite uncomfortable but that's, like you say, where real growth occurs. Yeah. And, and the other thing when I, when I think about, um, sorry. No, go. And I was just going to say that the other thing I think when I, when I think about challenging some of these, uh, you know, held, long-held beliefs and, and issues that I've had is, when I when I approach doing something new, and particularly if it involves involving other people, I always think to myself, "What's the worst that can happen?" So, if the worst that can happen is that they say no or I don't believe you, well, is that the worst? Is that really the worst thing in life? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's a it's a kind of a mechanism for how I then mentally prepare around, uh, you know, managing a, a maybe maybe a difficult scenario as I think about, okay, well, what could happen? What's the worst that could happen here? And often what the worst is that could happen isn't that bad and it generally doesn't happen. <laughs> so yeah. well, you don't experience the worst. <laughs> it feeds so beautifully into, um, into the uh, there is no failure. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a beautiful kind of um, basket of softness that can help you land really well. And I from love there, that basket of softness. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> That's great. And from there, anything is possible because I know that um, the moment that you give yourself permission to pause on, hang on a second, well, what would be the worst? And mm. then you actually get a conscious identity around what could be the worst. Then from there, you can springboard into thinking about, well, what, what would be the best thing that could happen? And mm-hmm. the moment you start focusing on the successful completion of the outcome that you want, then boom, generally everything within you goes to making that your reality as opposed to the worst thing. Exactly. Ah, phenomenal. We are shifting time and space and matter in this interview, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> um, so um, the greatest advice? So the, the greatest advice um, really is to believe in yourself and to believe that you are worthy of what you want to achieve or do. For years, I didn't feel worthy enough to achieve my goals uh, because of, you know, in part uh, due to what had happened to me when I was younger and because Mm. I'd always felt sick. So if I was to go back in time and speak to the younger version of me, it would be to, you know, to have complete faith in myself that I am capable of doing everything and anything that I want to achieve Um, because now that I am out doing these things that I you know I'm so passionate about it has blown me away what I have achieved given that I see myself as just an ordinary person that just happened to be sick I don't have any medical qualifications Uh, you know I'm just sharing my story and yet the power of me sharing my story has resonated so well with other people I you know it would have been great if I had been able to do it when I was younger but I recognize that it wasn't my time so uh, you know who knows where I would have ended up today if I'd been believing in myself at you know (laughs) at a much younger (laughs) age but I'm here for the right reasons at the right time. So you know, my advice to anyone listening is, you know, if there's something that you want to do, um, believe in yourself that you're capable of doing it because mm-hmm. only you have the, the you know, unique mix of experience and knowledge and skills that makes you you, yeah. makes you who you are. 
Dig deep and back yourself. I love it. Yeah. So what keeps you up at night? Uh, excitement <laughs> over my grand plans of what I want to do with this amazing life that I have. Um, and, you know, as I said at the, at the start of our chat, I'm so driven to completely shake up the way that we approach health and wellness and that, you know, in the past we've had this model of, you know, that the, we see a doctor, they hold all the information and we're drip-fed what they think we need to know. Now, that that's changing and I'm really excited by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's, it's um, you know, it's up to us to, to go out there and, uh, you know, really change the way that we communicate and we share information and knowledge with each other. So that keeps me awake at night because my brain is literally bursting <laughs> with lots of new ideas and innovations on how I'm going to change things. Brilliant. I <laughs> love it. Pretty big goals that I have set myself to achieve. And uh, I tell you what, I, you know, it will be an amazing thing, uh, even if I just get close to them because they're, pretty, they're a pretty big stretch. But, uh, you know, I'm excited about the journey that I'm taking to, to aim for those goals. Yes, and what I love about that is that it's only a, it's only a pretty big stretch for who you are today, not exactly. necessarily for who you are tomorrow. Exactly. Ah! Yeah. So has there been any one person that's been a um, or, or thing or concept that's been the greatest influence for you? I've had a lot of influence over my life. Um, my parents have obviously been um, a great influence because they've taught me, um, you know, they've always believed in me. No matter what I've done, they've always had such um, faith and guidance with me, which has been an incredible influence because even though at times I didn't believe in myself, I knew I had their confidence and belief. So that mm. that's very powerful. Um, and Whilst I had a pretty tough start to life, I've, I have, I now have an incredible group of friends who inspire me daily because they're out doing incredible things in their own worlds, and that makes me really happy to have the pleasure of knowing them and to be able to share their life journeys with them. Um, and then I did something last year which has really been an incredible inspiration. I joined a business program and the, the course itself was great, but I have met uh, people like yourself and others who also have gone through this course and they are completely inspirational because it's a bunch of entrepreneurial-minded people who are out really wanting to shake up the world and shake up the way we do things. And every single day I'm inspired by who I just have the honour of knowing because of me taking a a chance and deciding to invest in myself last year. So, Mm. And we haven't the honour of meeting you (laughs) (laughs) and walking this path with you. Yeah, Yeah, it's been incredible. (laughs) So if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would it be? energetic yes I think you can feel that (laughs) yep (laughs) okay so what are three golden nuggets that you'd like to give our listeners today firstly that your health is your most important asset and you are worth investing in it because without your health you really don't have much you can't you can't be your best when you don't have your health 
Um, and also I've learned that it's really hard to do it on your own. So that's my second piece of advice, that build your support team, whether it's in your business or whether it's in your personal world or whether it's around regaining your health and happiness. There are people out there that have the skills and expertise that you need that can help you on your journey. I haven't done it on my own. I have an incredible health and wellness team of experts who have helped me get to where I am today and I will continue finding and working with people um, as I progress in my own journey of health, which will only end the day I take my last breath. Um, and the same goes with business, that I, I, I look for people that have skills and expertise where I don't. I know what I'm good at and I also know what I'm not good at and so I work with people that, that can uh, make me a better person. Mm -hmm. um, and the third piece of advice is that our bodies and I've said this before in, in our chat today, is that our bodies are giving us signals and information every single moment. So it's so important to stop and listen and to stop masking the messages our bodies are telling us because our, our these bodies that we're in are so incredible. They want to be healthy and they want to heal. So if we listen to them, they will give us often the tools to help us get there. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So what does the future storyline for Rebecca Coombs look, sound and feel like in one sentence? Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one sentence is going to be hard to put it in. So the future storyline for me is that I am, an, I am educating and empowering people the world over to finally regain their health and happiness Perfect. That's Succinct. Future looks like. Perfect. Absolute yeah. clarity and certainty in that statement. I love it. So what's your website? We'll also have some links as to where yeah. to find you and all of that. But what are some of the what's your website? So people can find me at the healthy gut com.au and that website obviously has links to all of my social media channels but also my videos my books and uh and lots more information about my coaching programs brilliant oh brilliant thank you so much for joining us today it's been such an honor to to talk to you and um and hear your story and um, and hear how you are really transforming not only yourself, but really set yourself up with that hero's journey to being in it in the best place possible to uh, help others overcome their own issues with their own health and happiness. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. It's been an honour to chat to you today, Jules. So thanks for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. This is Julianne Black for the I Am Woman Project. Keep smiling and be brilliant now. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.